This episode of Noise of the Broke Boys is brought to you by the poop emoji. Have you ever send text messages and wish there was a way to more explicitly let the recipient know just how you feel about them? Or are there moments you feel like adorably showing your disdain for a certain action by relating it to a cute pile of fecal matter? Introducing the poop emoji. Let your boss know just how you feel about working overtime by subtly slipping a poop emoji into your email signature. That'll show them. No more of the days when your spouse can nag you to take the garbage out without passive aggressively receiving a heartfelt poop emoji. Love is in the air. Act now so you can let all your enemies know just how similar they are to anthropomorphic human excrement. And now, on to the show. In this episode, I talk with an amazing artist. This guy always does a great job with every project he puts together. Not only is he a dope dancer, but a talented music producer as well. He recently released a new album titled Aquastade that I included as a backing track to this show. I encourage you to listen to the album in its entirety outside of the show, as it is a tremendous feat of musical brilliance. Links to the album are included in the description. Please enjoy the episode with my friend Francis, aka With You of the Fourth World. Welcome back, everybody, to another hour of flaming pollution. I am your host, Kurt the Hurt, and I have a special guest today. He is a true artist in every sense of the word, Mr. Francis, a.k.a. with you of Fourth World. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I've been wanting to get you on for like so long because um, obviously this is like an art podcast and I feel like you are one of my friends that really embodies that word of, of being an artist. Uh, it's like yeah. it, it's like everything you do, it seems like it's a, <laughs> a work of art almost. You know what I mean? Thanks, uh, man. What do, what do you think about that? I think I'm lucky. I feel really lucky. I mean, yeah, I'm just so lucky. I don't know what life would be like without that, you know? Mm-hmm. It would be a lot uh, less meaningful. So. Mm. Yeah, it, I, I think art, yeah, it really is like a meaningful thing. It's like when you're putting a lot of effort into something and, and really, uh, I guess, throwing throwing a piece of you into everything you do and i see that that's what you do and that's why i really enjoy like all the work you do which obviously is like music and dance and other things like that so um yeah uh so another reason why i got you on here is because you just released a new album um which Mm -hmm. hopefully i can pronounce this right aquastade is that right um yeah it's not too bad yeah it's it's, uh (laughs) which means uh, to like lie down it's like if you're telling someone to lie down but the way that i understand it um is like you know lie down like rest you know go to sleep you know mm. so, yeah mm-hmm. is there what what was the meaning behind that yeah that was something where it's like um growing up 
that's something that I would just hear a lot from like usually my grandma or my mom like mm-hmm. to be like go to sleep oh you're stressed or you're whatever you're going through whatever you like lie down like oh. take a nap to sleep you know like it'll be you know I, I don't know I thought of it as like synonymous with like you know if you <laughs> if you go to sleep right now maybe you know uh things will be better tomorrow or like mm. help with your stress you know yeah. help with coping and stuff yeah yeah kind of like you know it, it it'll tone your emotion down a little bit definitely like in the moment you're like oh i want to get angry yeah. or whatever get get really yeah. sad or something but sometimes you just need to yeah. kind of like chill a little bit uh-huh. and let let it uh brew in your mind and you you, you know kind of yeah you're all amped up or you know you're yeah. gonna feel some type of way in the moment but yeah i guess that's a pretty appropriate uh title for an album that is like well you kind of have everything in there like kind of like emotionally it's 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 you got see when when i first read it aquastade i was like oh this must mean major bops and jams and bangers because that's what i'm hearing in this album (laughs) but obviously uh it has another meaning but um but yeah uh it seems like an appropriate title for an album because it's kind of like that's what you're doing when you're listening to music is you're kind of chilling out and like taking soaking in the moment soaking in the mood soaking in the sounds and yeah tight um yeah exactly yeah exactly like you're able to um like get into a place where you're like comfortable enough and like open enough to to let that kind of steer you you know because so much of the day right we're like i feel like we're especially like in our society, we're kind of like, we tend to be like, or like what's incentivized is like being goal oriented and being like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, these like poor things on your list and like knocking them out, but to be in a space where you can uh, let go of that for a little bit and let, you know, another part of your senses take you somewhere. Mm. Uh, that's like, yeah, I think that's what's cool about it. Um, and that's what I hope that like people could get into a place of so that you know they can maybe yeah hopefully get like just transported to some cool places that like don't even exist you know like in the world you know but you oh. can you're creating you know like creating your mind to get yeah that's tight yeah no yeah 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 so i know we're gonna talk about this later but you're a med a med school student and um i imagine that there's a lot of pressure in your life a lot and it seems like that probably really influences your music would you say yeah. that's true oh definitely yeah yeah so much so much pressure like yeah i don't even have the words for it yeah definitely and like yeah that's like a you know obviously like pain and and all you know all the different emotions that we can experience like can you know have the things that come with that but i think also like if you're if you're even just trying to show up to to try to make something or try to just do something like creative, like you're, you're always gonna, it's always gonna be fulfilling, you know, even if you don't have something to show for it, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. No shortage of pressure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you the inspiration for the album. Was there anything like particular behind it? I mean, it definitely seems like you got, uh, Particularly in the first track, it seems like there's a lot of kind of like sound recordings and it's I forget which song it was, but one of them had it almost sounded like you recorded from like maybe one of like a a procedure. I don't know. It was like kind of an interesting thing It's a little hard to hear, but I was like, oh, there's something into the into this. So I could really sense that there was maybe something like behind everything. 
Yeah, yeah, there were. I mean, there, there are so many things. Like, I, I don't know. I think, like, man, where do I even start? I think, like, I like, first off, I like, um, like, you know how in video games or stuff or, like, different shit, like, there'd be, like, Easter eggs or movies, too, right? Like, yeah. That, like, the hardcore fans would be like, oh, shit, you know, like, that's a reference to whatever, or, like, oh, mm. what? It's mad funny. Yeah, and so, like, I, I love doing that, and I would, like, sort of, like, put these little, like, audio snippets or things like that that are Easter eggs from my life, but also, I think, things that, um, you know, other people might relate to or, mm. or have. But so, like, for example, like, I, I don't know if you heard of the anime, like, Demon Slayer, but, like, mm-hmm. I put, like, some shit, you know, I don't know, just stuff like that everywhere. But, yeah, but the... um. Yeah, a lot of audio snippets that are like personal to me. So it's like, it's almost like um, I don't have the words to com- like, like eloquently like express everything that I'm feeling. But then like I'm using all these different like snippets from like, you know, whether it's like a pathology professor talking about the spleen or if it's like, um, you know, if it's like somebody talking about uh, having trouble sleeping or anxiety or like depression or mm. or like, you know, like just you know all, all these sounds that are just trying to convey like the things that i'm trying to work through mm. uh, but also like yeah and tell a story in that way and i think um yeah and then the i think to answer your question i think uh the way i thought about it uh, in terms of the album is like how you know some there are a lot of different ways uh that people make an album or think about an album but one that i learned about was like literally like a more like a chronological story kind of flow and i thought that that was a good idea um or a good way to like approach it and so like it's literally the album starts with you know my mom like telling me to go to sleep Mm. and and then and then each song is sort of like getting deeper and deeper into like you know the stages of like sleep or whatever to the yeah where yeah and so um to the point where you are dreaming and that's why like you're at a place where you can you can go to all these different places that don't seem connected but they are in a way interesting your brain right it's your dream it's your it's your um it's your vision it's your thoughts right it's like right you're like you know um some people say that uh you know when you sleep you know like changing or each time you think about a memory it's constantly changing like a book on a shelf you know and yeah yeah you get all these crazy combinations and permutations and shit so each song is kind of like that you know it's just a different permutation a different like dream and it's a it's a- and yeah and then that's why the the last song is sunrise because it's literally like the sun is coming up and you just had this night of crazy ass dreams yeah and things you're thinking about and then you wake up and that's the end of it you know Dope. And it's just, that's really yeah, tight yeah, yeah. now that you explain yeah. that i really see it in in the out al- or hear it in the album that's that's really tight dude yeah i i could tell that there was something behind it all because i was like oh dude there's just like it, it has this it has just some yeah maybe it's just the easter eggs i was hearing in it but i was like oh man there's definitely something going on with this that that i don't quite understand yet so yeah, um, yeah. i listened to it probably about like three or four times now so i'm gonna have to listen to it again with this in mind and like <laughs> and then oh, thanks uh, man try to try to uh yeah see if i can yeah. see and get anything deeper into that um yeah and so you, you uh, going back to like what you said earlier uh you said your mother was the one that you took the snippet from in the beginning yeah okay. yeah i thought literally, I, she literally, uh, oh go uh-huh. ahead uh, Oh yeah, she literally just says like, "Acuéstate, um, mijo." Like she's like, "Go to sleep, you know, my son. Like, oh, okay. Go to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking that was your grandma because you had you. I know that you've like put a lot of audio clips from her before. 
Yeah, so um, she, before she passed away, she was living in Wisconsin, and um, we had a family friend who, she was, a, she was a music teacher, and so she had all these songs like memorized on the piano, mm -hmm. and we had a family friend that like helped her record some of those songs, and they were, thankfully, like I, I had like, uh, they were burned on a CD, and I like was able to like save all the songs on my computer, so yeah, I, yeah, it was just like a fun challenge, you know, like trying to like sample my grandma, it's almost like you're collaborating with your grandparent you know yeah and and so yeah she there she is in the first um the first track the um yeah the very first track after the introduction so mm, okay um, yeah yeah and she was in she's been in i think every project i made in some way so, dope yeah, yeah no that that's that's really uh i don't know touching i guess that you kind of have a piece of like your history in all these songs and it's some um, it's obviously it's yeah. obviously she's obviously a person who's had a huge influence on you and and your music and and you, putting a little piece of that is like is really a, a touching thing yeah. i don't know yeah um I think it makes it more gratifying like yeah it's like because i mean like uh, maybe i'm getting too meta or whatever right now but it's like ultimately it's like we do all this stuff and then and then you know it begs the question like what for like why you know why are we doing all this stuff? Mm. What is it all for? What's the purpose of it? You know, and like, um, you know, the answer to that, and obviously, you know, you get a thousand different answers from everybody. But for me, like, I think, I think, um, yeah, being able to make it personal, being able to just, I don't know, it's another way of like sifting through like my feelings or my experiences. Mm. And so that's helpful for me. So, you know, for somebody else, maybe it is too, but, and if it is, that's great. You know, I think it could be helpful to people. So yeah yeah so is that is that one of the main goals that you have in in like your music or i guess in any of your art is to to have some kind of like feeling or, or have some sort of yeah. like reaction when when someone is like viewing it or listening to it yeah i i mean i would just hope that it could it could resonate it could connect in some way like i don't really know how how what that would look like or whatever but you know um but once in a while, you know, I get a message from someone and they'll say something like that. And, and it's always interesting to hear what they say or what that what they picked out or what they, you know, they felt. But I think, yeah, I mean, if if like a bunch of if right, if this just random like crap load of sounds that have just been mashed together can make somebody feel something or rethink through a situation or like move past something, you know, difficult or whatever it is, you know, or make, get them interested in like, oh, and be like, I've never heard of this sound like where is this from mm. you know stimulating curiosity or like um these things that like i think for me like in my transition to adulthood sometimes i'm like hold like i'm holding on for dear life you know curiosity about the world or like being in awe about like a you know the moon or something you know mm. like if, if you can like stifle or not stifle if you can um give that to somebody if you can like reignite like a passion or something that they had forgotten about that they used to really love mm. And just get someone excited about something too. I think like that's, you know, that's always great. You know, like so, that's really the biggest thing I think. And then just obviously, you know, making people want to, you know, dance or like, just feel funky. You know, like feel, yeah. feel their soul. You know, however that, feel, you know, what I mean, just be like, ah, like out of body. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. It kind of like, <laughs> it 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 uh, captures their soul for a second. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting how music does that because it, like you yeah. said, it is just a, like a <laughs> random assortment of sounds and noises, but for some reason when it's put in this, you know, melodic pattern, we go, Oh man, I, this ignites a mood in me. And now, 
you know, yeah. all this emotion kind of sparks up. And now, you know, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's such an interesting phenomenon. And I've been trying to learn a little bit more about why that happens. But it's, I don't know, it's something that, I don't know if it's well studied actually in like, you know, in yeah. science or what, but it's such a cool phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, I've definitely ner uh, nerded out on some of that stuff, and there is a whole like discipline of like, um, what is it like? I forget what it was called, like bio psych. Mm. Uh, I don't remember. I remember there was just this ten minute video of this techno dude, probably from Berlin. He was like, "No, nah, I'm not even gonna try to impersonate him because that would be <laughs> a bad look right now." But, but yeah, <laughs> talking about, <laughs> he's just talking about like. Um, the way that he was uh processing the drums and what like how the brain interprets it and and then and then obviously like just like uh i don't know if the science has changed on this but like at, the, at one time there was a uh, there was this uh, idea that like the memory centers in the brain are close to where the a lot of the um, auditory processing centers are too the same oh. it's like and smell too you know the same way that like you know you smell like i don't know um i don't know what's your favorite food um kurt well, you know what? I think what you're saying is like when you smell something and it just yeah, yeah, a memory. Yeah. Like uh, for me, yeah, it would be, um, it would probably be the way that my grandma used to cook her turkey for Thanksgiving. I, like when I smell Shoot. that, I'm always like, oh my god! It like takes me back to that moment. Or like a lot of yeah. the stuff she used to cook, like uh, a lot of old like German dishes and stuff. But like when I smell that, cool. it's like. I don't, it doesn't eat the food doesn't even need to be in front of me, but I'll smell it and go like, I'll remember being like 10 years old and eating that or whatever. So it's, it's a really it. cool phenomenon yeah. too. Yeah, no, that's so, the best. Yeah. So you're that's saying it's similar to like, uh, uh, for, um, sound as well. Cause it's close. By. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, mm. yeah, that's my understanding at least right now, <laughs> unless it's changed, but yeah. Yeah, no, that that's really cool. I didn't know that, but. Man, I mean, that would explain it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm no biologist, yeah. so what the heck do I know? <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like confused and lost most of the time, but I know a little bit. <laughs> well, you're you're definitely on a higher level of understanding that kind of thing than I am, for sure. Man, I, I yeah, I I definitely can't do what you do, bro, so I, I give it up to you. My bad, I'm just checking this timer thing. Okay, we're good. So got nine minutes. So, yeah. yeah, no problem. Um. Uh, so going back to, um, your grandmother, uh, well, actually I wanted to talk about the, the, um, your alias with you, which we were talking before we started recording. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting, um, uh, I guess insight on into it because I always, when I first read it, I was like, oh, it's like, woohoo, like a Mario woohoo or something. And then yeah. you, you were telling me about how your grandmother has like a high influence in your music. And I was like, oh, it must be with you as in like with your grandma, you're playing music with your grandma. And you said that it's not quite that, but it, you know, it was a, you have, you almost have a different interpretation of it. So yeah but it like you know yeah like we were talking about this earlier and like i mean it it's not literally that but it also kind of is in the sense that like um i i mean first off i'm really bad at coming up with names but i just chose that because i it just i thought about like um how personal uh, music is to me and how like it's and and just for all of us you know like we're 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 walking like you know libraries of like sounds and collections of sounds and songs that we grew up listening to that we heard in our in our homes with our families um 
with our what our friends used to bump whenever we did whatever you know sports or activities that we enjoyed growing up so it's like we're just like this walking like compilation album pretty much and so you know everybody probably i'd wager like has something that they you know was usually stuck in their head or you know songs that they remember and so it's like for me um that name that i chose is just like these are the songs that these are the sounds that i hear in my head this is like the soundtrack that um it's like constantly evolving in my brain but like i guess for the last you know year and a half these these this is like all this stuff that was like you know marinating in my head and like boom splat on the you know uh, on the mp3 uh you know listen to that you know that yeah. was in my but but basically yeah but also like on a more serious note it's just like that um like that intimacy that like um that intimate relationship that i have with music and like um and just speaking to like how important it is to me and how um i know i know that for other people it can it can mean that too and maybe even more and so yeah just really trying to get at that that intimacy and like that personal relationship that we all have with sound mm -hmm. but also like i think we were talking about earlier how like it, it it's it's only you know it's just like a shorthand you know it's like w slash u and so it's like i mean you know when i talk about it usually I'll, yeah i'll say it's like with you but really it could be whatever it needs to be for a person in that given moment you know and yeah. just like how music has different things that it can do for people in a, mo in a given moment too it could be entertainment right yeah. you don't have to think about the lyrical content if it feels good you know it feels good or if you want to right you can curl up with a book and like read you know like Malcolm Gladwell, I don't know why he came in my brain right now, but, you know, you can him and listen to, you know, your Harry Potter soundtrack, you know, it can be what it needs to be for in the moment. And that's what I also love about it so much. And, and, and that's why what it, what it sounds like and what it feels like can, can be so many things too. So. Yeah. Art is like a deeply personal thing, but you're, you're sharing it with other people. So it's like, you're giving them kind of a glimpse into like the, the craziness that's going on in your mind almost right yeah yeah it, it, it and definitely people will interpret it differently and it some it it, it grows from like what this this small thing that you made into having so much more meaning just to everybody and that's i think a really interesting part of art uh yeah i mean I'm trying to remember this example, but I can't remember which artist it was. But basically, there was someone who, you know, all these people had been um, analyzing this guy's artwork. And they're like, oh, it means all this and this and this. And then, like, someone, uh, I think, interviewed him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just like the color. And uh, I really wanted to paint, like, a picture, you know, like of my, mo my mom or something. And so it was like that. Yeah. And but, like... <laughs> To him, it was just that, but it, it somehow his feelings towards his mother got put onto the, you know, the painting or whatever. Yeah. And everybody yeah. um, got something from that, got a glimpse into his life, basically in the way that he did that, which I think is really cool because, yeah, obviously he's going, oh, yeah, it was just this and that. But it's it is more than that, because he does have this feeling towards his mother and he put that onto the artwork right and then people were able to spot that in the art and take something mm. from that that was maybe deeper than he intended but the intent was almost uh subconscious i guess is maybe the, yeah the best way which to is cool yeah yeah and maybe and maybe all those people helped him realize that you know even if he wasn't aware in that moment oh yeah like, yeah that's a good point yeah i mean yeah you you yeah. are uh, the artist but also <laughs> 
<laughs> some of the most artistic qualities of it isn't so apparent and other people have uh, brought it to your forefront um, yeah. yeah yeah so true the the I remember like I forgot what what uh, artist this was or something but I remember um more like abstract modern art you know like uh, I guess you know the like when people kind of generalize like modern art is like you know like a circle and like a square and then like mm -hmm. a splatter and then there was like this um like museum curator or something like that in the video and she was like oh you know like the, the, the two circles in the painting you know they sort of remind me of the stratification of the caste system in the society <laughs> and the way different individuals you know what i mean and then yeah. he was like yeah like, yeah like, i like circles man <laughs> yeah he's like circles are good man <laughs> <laughs> that's tight <laughs> yeah but i love that but i love that i think that's great you know like if yeah. that can i i, I mean it's definitely like, like a meme to uh to do i guess for people to do that but i do think that there's some value to like over analyzing a piece of art that was just so simple you know because you're you're definitely putting some like uh, a personal like um a personal connection into that thing that you know obviously you're you know you have some yeah you have some kind of connection to it and you're adding more to it you know whether that was yeah. the intent of them or not i think that there's there's some inherent value in that and um yeah i mean because you're still i mean i mean like i Obviously, there's free will in art, in the decisions and the choices that we make when we're making stuff. But it's also like it's still on some level informed by like our life, you know. Mm -hmm. like, I'm thinking about maybe I might not be thinking why I like that, ah, you know, that I chose or something. Yeah. But the reason, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, or that, you know, you know, it sounds like the color pink to me for some reason. So mm. I like I'm pink. So let me throw that down. Let me slap that on there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like um so uh moving on to this next topic um you're you've been a dancer for a long time a b-boy um what what do you find is the like relationship between like music and dance music production and dance um and um i think so many things i don't know i think like obviously as I mean, in the most literal sense, like as dancers, we have a little bit more perspective on like the stuff that makes us want to, you know, go off, you know, like. Mm -hmm. But now you're creating like, the the thing that makes you go off. I like you have control yeah. of that too. So. Yeah, you have a gauge. You know, you have a natural gauge of what your butt is doing. You know, so it's like the more heat <laughs> you're just like, you know. You're like, oh uh. dang! There yeah. it is, dude. You the know first tour like oh shoot but don't but don't and then you know <laughs> that's your like you know little meter you know like oh yo limit break you know <laughs> limit break that's what's up yo, like, limit break, uh, like i can drop this reference. you know but yeah no but, but, but yeah but yeah but it no but in all seriousness yeah like definitely you i think like that's a gift because you have more insight on like i don't know what you like to hear and what you think other people might enjoy like dancing to and stuff in any genre but um what else i don't know i think like just just yeah i don't know just playing with different rhythms obviously you've heard a lot of different dance music so that's gonna have an impact on like things that you want to explore things that maybe 
um, you think would be fun to incorporate, maybe that you've never heard before. Mm -hmm. You know, you might like style of like popping music, but then you're like, oh, what would that sound like with like bossa nova or something? Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, like that. Would, you know, again, like you, you can create like new, creating new grooves or like new, um, new stuff like that. And then, and then it's kind of like a feedback loop, right? Like you can create something like that, and then maybe that can help a dance evolve or like a, a person's style evolve too. So it's kind of like you're giving more people to play more, more, more like a sonic palette to play with. Mm. They can evolve too, and I'm sure they all kind of like feed into each other. Mm. But yeah. Do do you ever like make a track and then you're like, oh, this is a banger, and then you just play it and start dancing to it, and then, uh, and then, um, like, and then start like creating some new move or something? It <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've just been like, go roll on the floor, and then like, I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah, that's happened before, and I think that's like that's part of it too. You know, your question. It's like I think it's it's like. Um, at least for me, my thoughts on dancing are like, you know, it should be, I mean, you should try to try to at least understand and appreciate whatever that foundation is. And then like, so honor that and then try to, you know, you know, uh, do that, incorporate that into your, your dance and stuff. But it should also be like, you know, um, un unapologetically like you yourself and it mm. always fun at the end of the day, you know, so it's like if it's not. If you're if you're making you know a dance music or whatever and it's not feeling fun and it's not feeling real to you then it's like for me i don't see as much of a point to it mm. but for me you know like i think it should just be fun spontaneous um you know ideally not sounding like you know like mixed well and like not sounding bad but yeah but aside from that as long as it's fun it's it's just you doing your thing and um just kind of where you're at with um trying to make dance music then that's okay you know mm. i think it's it's more it's more for the people than for yourself anyway yeah yeah and some yeah you, you mentioned um foundation and um what i guess like what is uh what is your how do i say this like what is like what are your thoughts on foundation and ha i guess how do you reconcile that with um um i guess like being what you were saying earlier is unapologetically yourself yeah i think like i don't know maybe, i mean i guess we could talk about it within like breaking right like yeah, in mean, breaking yeah yeah like i mean there there's so much merits to learning a chair freeze right or just mm -hmm. like how that the concept of what a freeze even is because if i don't know if i don't if i'm not aware of that um then i mean i mean there's nothing wrong with like just freely like you know like mm -hmm. just like and stuff but um I don't know. I think there's just so much so much value in like understanding like what are the cornerstones of like of this dance, you know, like uh, what are the things that make breaking breaking like footwork, you know, like mm -hmm. you know, and you know, like and having that understanding and at least you know again, within like the realm of like what your body can actually do, like trying to learn that, um, and then from there, I'm sure like through the process of learning that you're you're always finding yourself and you're always you're always, um, you know, you, you know, you try to learn like a, a step or a pattern and you accidentally slip this way. And then, you know, that turns into something that is you, that is unapologetically you. Cause it's part of your like journey, you know, trying to learn yeah. foundation or whatever. And then like, yeah. And it just helps you to bet. Like if you have a, if you have that understanding of that foundation, then it helps you to be yourself unapologetically more because then you have like that platform to stand like firmly on. And it's the same thing. 
uh, it's the same thing with music. It's the same thing with like, um, like what I was telling you about the, the, the medicine stuff. Like when you have to present a patient, you know, it's, you have your foundation and like, you're, you're going to throw you around now because, and you can, you, there's more wiggle room for you to be yourself because you honored what that foundation is and you made sure to know that well. And so now it's like, you know, now you have like a clear way to tell your story, you know, like you can, um, you can, you know, like you can, you can cook this omelet for somebody and give it to them and you can put bell peppers in it. But the, the thing that they'll notice is that the bell peppers, because it's like, it clearly tastes like an omelet, right? Versus like, I don't know if you didn't know how to make an omelet and then people would just be like, yeah, who made? <laughs> <laughs> and then they wouldn't notice your bell pepper. Yeah. So same type of thing, I think. Yeah, no, uh, I've always thought about um, like foundation kind of like as it's I almost think that every person has their own foundation in a way. I mean, yeah. there's there's definitely yeah, 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 yeah. like I kind of separate the word foundation and like textbook moves, you know, because there's obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously textbook moves in, in breaking, which, you know, we can talk about all that, you know, six step, windmill, flare, whatever, head spin. Like, those are obviously textbook moves, but I've always been like, foundation is kind of something a little bit more because it is deeply personal because I definitely think that everybody to be a good B-boy or B-girl has to really understand their body and what yeah. the capabilities of it are. Um, and then you take those textbook moves and you and, and use and, and have your body like perform those. And that becomes yeah. your your actual foundation in that sense. And so yeah. long story short, I, I've always thought of foundation as more of like a control of your body kind of thing rather than a actual yeah. move kind of thing. And, and I think that that's how I really reconcile being unapologetically yourself with foundation. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit an interesting concept that I've always like thought about. So no, I, I love that. No, I, I think I, I definitely think of it in the same vein. I think also like foundation as being just knowledge knowledge of the history of the mm. dance knowledge, knowledge of the culture and then like and then yeah and then knowledge in recognizing exactly what you're saying you know like that i mean like i think that's part of what makes breaking so special you know that like it has a foundation and like yeah we're talking we're really talking about like all the different ways that that foundation manifests but like originality um very much stems from that like that foundation of yourself and understanding mm -hmm. how to move the things that you can and that you can't do and um and honoring that and just um yeah using that to create your own yeah your own sort of foundation so yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that that's cool yeah i love that it, so, i mean i really it, it, this was a long time ago when i really started thinking about this because you know when i was like a young b-boy everyone was like you gotta have foundation you gotta have foundation but then also oh it was like you also gotta be original you can't bite and i was like dude they those two things almost seem different like right but and so it never made sense in my mind uh you know as a young b-boy because it almost seems like they're 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 you know counterintuitive they're counter to each other right 
Um, yeah. And so I kept trying to reconcile that. Right. And I, I think I yeah. finally realized that originality really is foundation to breaking and yeah. your relationship between uh, your relationship between originality and those textbook moves is your foundation. And I think that's probably the best way I've like really understood that now. And so I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think that's something that especially breaking um, just makes that possible, makes that a possibility, like in that in that way, you know, it seems like it, I don't know, from my understanding. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so one of the interesting things, I mean, obviously anyone who's seen you break, um, has seen like, you have this really unique style and, um, I mean, I, I think it's, it's definitely because of the way you, you approach dance, but I also, um, I know that you've, you have like some hip kind of like thing and I'm, I'm curious, like how that, how you think that that has like really influenced your style yeah so i didn't know i wasn't aware of it but i had like um like hip hip dysplasia or like hip misalignment mm -hmm. um i don't know at what point it happened but i remember like experiencing it as early as like 17 years old like playing soccer and like feeling my hip click but mm. i caught up with you know the next thing like whether that was i gotta pass these classes or i gotta do this or do that and so um yeah, by that. So then like seven years passed. Um, what was it? I don't know. Some time passed. I tore my ACL in a battle. I used to love oh. doing flips. And yeah, my ACL exploded. I was doing like a like an aerial or something. It was like this takedown on my shoulder. And um, and uh, yeah, it just pop, just exploded and yeah. it was over. And then, um, but long story short, around that time, I was like, well, I'm already here, you know, at Kai permanente so <laughs> i should probably you know like advocate for myself and like 10 you know appointments later of like and being sent to every possible place you know finally they were like all right we'll give you an mri um and so yeah that was the beginning of like i think four different surgeries or three or four one for the acl and then three for the hips on the left and the right side so mm, um wow yeah, and like, yeah, so I had like a lot of cartilage damage because I was like a hardcore skater for like, man, like 13 or 14 years just jumping mm. off shit. Yeah, yeah. That'll and F your body. Did a lot of damage in there. Yeah, like, um, yeah, and so like, I'm like pre osteoarthritic probably. Like, I'll probably, I mean, knock on wood, but it's probably going to happen. I'll probably need like hip replacements and stuff. Oh, man. And um, so at the time, it was just, it was tough because, you know, and it still is, you know, dancing is still my main form of exercise. But um, that was really devastating at that time because it's just like a lot of, you know, it, you know, some one, con one conception of human suffering is like loss of self, like loss of sense of self. And for me, that sense of self is derived from a lot of things that I enjoy doing, right, that are act physically active. Yeah, yeah. So that was really hard. Um, and so, yeah. And so, you know, but again, you know, we're really fortunate, you know, we, we are, you know, we break, you know, and so. Um, and you know, and, and we enjoy other dances too, right? So I was like, well, I could just say, um, you know, I guess I'm just gonna quit and and that's it. But it's like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm sh I imagine like from your experience too, there's probably been some times where, you know, you have this love that's just like overflow, constantly overflowing and it's not, and that's not going away. Mm -hmm. But then you know, other aspect of your life is trying to 
you know, come in the way of you engaging with that love in the way that you want to. And so I guess I just came to a crossroads where I was like, well, I could, you know, I could, um, I guess I could just stop, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm really stubborn. And like, I just wanted to figure it out. Cause I remember, um, <laughs> I remember my, one of my surgeons, like he was like, oh, so are these break dancing, like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I was yeah. like, can you? I showed him a video like Kid Kid David doing like a six step or something, and yeah. he was like, "Oh, <laughs> he was like yeah." He was like, "You shouldn't do that anymore." <laughs> like, oh fuck, man. Oh, that's heartbreaking, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me to stop, and I was like, "Fuck, man, I don't yeah. want to stop." Um, and so, but you know, but like you know, after that depressing appointment, you know, I thought I was thinking about you know Junior, you know, ill abilities, you know, like. Mm all these i mean just all these cats that just they they find a way to move you know they're all just moving you know it's like they're they're they all have their foundation and it's yeah. like so the door i mean i'm sure that there must be some poppers or you know other dancers and you know uh, that have found a way to with their respective styles but i just saw a lot of examples in the dance that um that gave me a lot of hope you know and um and so and then yeah so i was like I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get this out, and and also just like another thing about breaking. I think the dancing in general, or in a lot of scenes, is like that sense of community too that you can have with people. Like I, I really didn't want to. I, I I love that so much, and I didn't want to um, lose that either. Um, and I just appreciate it so much. So I, you know, I would miss not going to practice two times a week or even three times a week, and mm -hmm. just hearing the music, engaging with people, and. And obviously, you know, getting exercise and all that stuff. There's so many positive things about it. Um, so, yeah. So basically after that, you know, I just, I was just like, I went online. I remember like, I don't, I don't know if you, you know, that people are like Peter or something. I think he's from mm -hmm. like Denmark. Do I know this? I don't know. I know a lot of useless information, but he was doing like a planche workout, you know, like, you know, doing yeah. all that stuff. And I was just looking up all that stuff because I was just like, well, you know these people that have found their own foundation part of it is like they're building on what it is that they are able to do instead of being focused on what they can't do so i was like well my ass works still last time i checked my <laughs> belly works last time i checked my back is all right last time i checked you know shoulders you know yeah yeah that that's okay at the at least for now so it's like why don't i focus on strengthening my muscles in those areas why don't i focus on figuring out a way to move in all these seemingly awkward positions but there's a there's always a there's always a relationship to establish. There's always a connection to be made. It's just that that path hasn't been like maybe um, explored as much for a lot of different reasons. One being, yeah, maybe people think it just looks dumb or maybe it's just more difficult, right? But, but you know, that in itself makes it more worthwhile too. Because if you can, for me, in my mind, it's like if I could find a way to do that, then that would just be wonderful because I'd be able to dance again and also maybe make some cool stuff, you know, create some new stuff. Again, out of creating something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the best things that one of the best things about breaking or dance in general it's like we're always in art in general it's like we're creating we're creating a, we're a space we're creating an environment a mood a feeling an energy you know that you get when you go to the gym and everyone's like what you know it's like a party vibe or whatever it is you know people are having a good time people are feeling love hate emotion camaraderie competitiveness yeah you know what i mean learning you know values about self-confidence formative experiences for high school students and people in their 30s <laughs> whatever you know, they're all you know what i'm saying and it's all from nothing like if you think about it it's just a bunch of people standing in a room a hot and sweaty room and then there's like two speakers and some guy that's like 
you know what yeah. I mean, or girl, or you know, however you you know identify whatever your respective gender identity is. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like all it is, and we get so much from it. And so I was like, shit, man, I gotta, I gotta figure this out because I can't, I can't give this up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that's that's tight. And like, so yeah. you obviously like work through those those um, struggles, and I mean that's that's the definition right there of unapologetically yourself almost you know what i mean right yeah yeah it's uh and so anyways um the like so i think it's it's really cool uh to share that story because i know that there's a lot of like new dancers out there that you know maybe they have some something you know that they're struggling through you know whether it be like an actual injury or something or maybe something different that you know that we don't understand but um and that's deterring them from dancing but i think it's really cool to hear stories like yours where it's like it's almost like it made you better it kind of gave you a superpower in a way because you had this you had this obstacle that you had to get over and it made you like once you got on the, the other side of the obstacle it was like a huge door opened up for you and and you obviously like thrived in that and yeah. you know, and Junior is a good example of that too. Cujo too. It's like all these yeah. all these guys you hear about that you know had obvious obstacles in front of them, but they were able to get over it, and it you know made them. I mean, Junior in my mind is one of the greatest. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I, it, it'd be hard to imagine him being what he is without like you know the yeah. i think it's like a leg yeah. thing that he has or something so I, yeah it's it's a re- yeah. it's, it's really it's really interesting how that happens it's like like it's it's a i don't know what you'd say a disability i guess becomes a superpower right? yeah i mean the what is it i heard something like you know it's 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 so much easier to be yourself than to try to you know be someone else or know conform to a certain style or a mm. certain sound like and i think like it's an exercise in that like i mean i could have tried to somehow you know just do exactly what i was doing before but obviously it wouldn't have been sustainable and it would have hurt a lot too and so it's like if you can you know double down on yourself and like and just remember that you know that um you know when you're when you're when you're on the floor when you're battling someone you're really like battling yourself First and foremost, challenging yourself to, yeah, just to find your way to move mm. and story. then it's like, and you've already won, you know, it doesn't matter what the outcome is like, yeah, maybe I, I don't have quote unquote what the judges are looking for, mm-hmm. but you know, like, I guess this just depends on why someone dances. But in my case, it's like, it doesn't even matter. I mean, what matters is the effort that, that we write the hours and the, everything that goes into practicing or everything that like leads up to that moment. You know that one minute you know all that time and all that energy and devotion for one minute of in my case maybe a crash or maybe not a crash <laughs> right but it's all like, it's just so it's so worthwhile you know so yeah, yeah yeah and i hope yeah so oh go ahead i was gonna say yeah and then all that kind of pressure on yourself and you're it's a very big mix of emotions when you're like dan- you know dancing um yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. like a it's a culmination of everything you've practiced, every experience you've gone through, and uh, you're throwing it all out on the dance floor in front of everybody to judge yeah. you. I guess is <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and it's hard, it's, hard, it's hard not to feel that too in the moment. I get it. Like we're human, right? Like I, I would still get nervous and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I would just say, man, like to anyone out there, if you just rolled your ankle or you broke your arm or whatever it is, just, you know, I mean, there are just, if, if you can, you know, after you obviously like feel the grief you're going to feel or whatever it is, and you, and you're able to like, let that like flow through you after that, and then, you know, just think about what it is that you can, you know, what, what are other parts of your body or other things that you can focus on? Can you, or even like in your mind, right? What are things that you can learn about? It doesn't even have mm -hmm. to be within dancing, right? It's like, these are opportunities to, you know, work on other things. Like, um, this is like kind of like loosely related, but you know, obviously with, um, the current circumstances with like COVID-19, I had a friend who, um, he was spending more time indoors. So he got into beat making, he started producing because, mm -hmm. um, inside more, you know? So in general, it's just like a, all this stuff is a metaphor for the unpredictability of like what tomorrow brings. And then, you know, how, and then where, you know, where I think we can win is if we, you know, we say, we ask ourselves, well, how can we adapt to this? How can we um, think this is an look at this as an opportunity um, to, yeah, just explore something new to further ourselves in some other way. Cause yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 And so furthering yourself, um, that's a probably a good segue into uh, yeah. you as a med, uh, a med school student. Um, like, cause obviously that you got like a ton of, um, you know, a lot of work to do tons of, uh, pressure. <laughs> like it's, it seems like such a crazy thing to be juggling while uh, doing everything that you already do. And, uh, yeah. Can, can you maybe like give a, give us a little bit, um, about that? Yeah. I mean, shit is hard. I think like, <laughs> I don't know. I, th I feel like fortunate that like a lot of the things that I've been able to uh, pursue or keep doing are things that you can do that like the flexible schedule wise. Like I'm not in a band. Mm -hmm. I don't need to wake up with three other people to, you know, and then everything that comes with that or whatever for going to record or something like that. And I don't need to, I don't need to go to like, you know, some club if I want to practice, you know, I just roll, <laughs> I just walk a couple feet and then I just roll around, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think like I've, I've, ha I've had to, I'm lucky in that way. And like, I've been able to, um, you know, sustain myself because of that, because of the fact that, you know, like at that random, like 2 AM part of the night where I was at the library and I just was, you know, I just was done stunning or whatever. I could just go do that. You know, it would be different if I played golf or something, <laughs> but yeah. luckily I don't no, no diss to all the golf golfers out there. Oh, shade, throwing shade. But... <laughs> Ajax loves uh, golf. So, oh, uh... shit. Sorry, Ajax. Man, I don't even know you, man. I just <laughs> no, <shit>. he's... <laughs> okay. Hey, man, don't put that on the highlight reel, man. I might get, I might get called out online. <laughs> no, he's chill. <laughs> online, Instagram live. Hey, Call out. Or here, hey, Ajax, golf is whack. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just shit, kidding, dude. <laughs> anyway yeah i mean yeah i mean it's like uh but anyway yeah i always i always find have found myself wishing i had more time you mm -hmm. know to do all this stuff um, but but then again you know i think about like before i started school and like you know when i was you know uh back out on the west coast how i would just have some days of like crazy writer's block where it would be like i'd technically have an entire day to work on stuff and then i'd just be like oh yeah like just you know couldn't break through whatever you know and then that versus it's like it's 
some days I'll have like 15 minutes or 30 minutes, but you can, you know, sometimes you make, you make a lot of progress. So it's just like, you just don't really know like what's going to happen when you show up. The more, what's most important is just showing up and being open to the possibility. And like, I think I've gotten better about like all these different strategies for a creative block. Um, and so uh, that's been really helpful. And just remembering like days like that, where it's like, I was at my Oakland apartment and it's like, I had a whole day, but I couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. So it's like greener type stuff, you know? So that kind of helps me feel a little bit better about my life right now. <laughs> Dude, I definitely, I definitely feel you on the, um, on the writer's block thing. It's like, there's moments yeah. where you're like, you really want to do something and you're just like, I, I don't know how to do this right now. It's like, it's almost like your brain yeah. just said, nope, this isn't going to happen right now. And yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, it's, it's, it's a really tough thing. And I mean, I, I imagine a lot of people struggle with this. And um, so I, I've come up with a few ways to get through it, but I'm really curious about like the, 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 um, like your strategies. I mean, you obviously kind of talked a little yeah. bit about it, but maybe you could expand on it. I, personally, what I like to do in terms of breaking is I just say, you know what, I'm just going to play whatever music I like right now, whatever oh, my mood yeah. is, and I'm just going to go and I'm going to just dance for 30 minutes and whatever happens after that, I'm cool with, you know, and this is what I would do for writer's block. And so I would go to the gym or wherever I was going to practice and I just play whatever music I like and it just puts me in this mood. And then I just roll with it. And I find that that gets me immediately out of the writer's block because I just kind of went, I went with the mood I had. Um, Cause obviously there's some music for every mood you have. So you just went with that mood and then just laid on the ground, rolled around or whatever, top rocked or whatever. And then it grew into something. Now you're desiring to dance. And that's how I've always gotten out of that oh, writer's block. That is it's um, that is cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that if that's maybe your approach or what what your approach is. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think so. That's only a, a big one. Like when you talk about like that that desire to dance, like it makes you think about yeah, like the things that more times than not the things that help me get out of it is when I feel compelled by something, whether that's like a sound or yeah, or a song. If it's practicing, it's like very similar. It's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about how I'm getting to the floor or what I'm doing. Um, and yeah, often it's to music that um, I just am in the mood to listen to. I think the more times that we can do that, there, I, I, I just feel like there's a much greater chance that we'll be able to have a breakthrough moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and it'll just, and at the very least, it's like you're just sort of having fun for 30 minutes, just like yeah, being, you know. I mean, right? that, that's the thing is with the 30 minutes, I say, you know what, I have 30 minutes to definitely spare to do this, and if I can't get it done in 30 minutes, you know. Oh well, I'm not gonna yeah. like I'm not gonna beat myself up over it, but I need to give myself at least, you know, 30 minutes. I definitely need to just dedicate to this to try to to get something <laughs> happening. Yeah. And you know, and and I find that most of the writer's block comes from you trying to force something on yourself. And so Yeah. And and so yeah, my strategy was like don't force it other than that you're you're just forcing yourself to do to be in this space for 30 minutes you know and yeah. whatever happens after that is is cool um but go with your mood go with what's going on in your life 
you know so there's times when you know like you're just feeling sad for yourself or whatever the heck i'll be like man i just want to listen to cold play and cry in a pillow <laughs> you know what i mean no i'm just like you know so it'll be like there's nothing wrong with cold play cold play is cool dude i love cold play dude cold play is definitely one of my favorite groups um but anyway hey, so like there would be times nice. dude actually i think i've sent you this we did a um we, me and the rest of my crew, Second Nature, we did a, a show to, we, we tried to do music that typically you wouldn't dance to. It was kind of like a... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was like a... We, we, one of our guys was good at like modern dance and ballet and stuff. And so we got a lot of inspiration from what he was doing. And we were like, let's try to make a, like a modern dance show out of breaking. And so we just That's took sick. all these songs. So one of the songs was actually a Coldplay song. I like... I. Um, I kind of made the whole piece for for that section of the show, and it was to this Coldplay song. Um, I forget the name of it. Um, That's sick. But yeah, no, but I mean, uh, it, yeah. that, it, that sprouted out of just me going like, oh, feeling sorry for myself. Like, let's listen to Coldplay. And then like, take <laughs> yeah, 30 minutes to just dance. And then like, I found that I just started dancing and creating stuff. And it was like, you know, kind of in a different world than like what you would be doing at like a jam uh -huh. or something, but it's still like yeah. novel ideas and, and something that's going to help you grow as a dancer. So, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I yeah. like that. You know. I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the literal sense, like just different sounds and rhythms and stuff like that and speed just like opens you up to moving differently. You're always going to move differently. And so, yeah, that's a huge for dancing. Yeah, that's such a huge way to um, get out of that for sure. I was just going to say that. Um, oh, definitely send me that again. I want to watch that again. But yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, but also, um, yeah, when you were talking about that desire, that desire to dance, I think it that makes me think about, yeah, just the desire to to do anything creative in general. Like, and, and I think for, for me, again, that goes back to um, like the question of why, right? So like what I mean is like, you know, some days I'll come back extremely exhausted and more times than not, sometimes the act of practicing or or trying to work on music or something feel felt like um it was almost like ink bleeding bleeding onto the page from the day and that ink being like this goal oriented like task oriented mm. kind of thing like i need to finish this this and this you know what i mean and by this time but it's like that's not why that's not why i'm doing it but i for, i forget a lot you know most days i forget and when i'm able to be in a place of like desire right like when you're listening to you haven't even started working on stuff but you're listening to something that yeah makes you yeah feel the desire uh to make something because you love you know for me it comes from like that love of music being like filling me so fully that now it's just like pouring like you know out everywhere and it's pouring out in terms of the fact that like i want to make my own version of that you know i want to i want to make i love it so much that i want to you know tell my story and so like when i feel that when i'm in a place where i feel that desire whether it's like um you know you, like you have literally nothing in your uh your your pro your, your production program and you you find one really funny sound that makes you laugh you know then i, I feel that desire yeah. I'm like yo this funny sound like into something or yeah. or that song that you really enjoy or seeing a project that like you know your um your previous guest you know um, dj fiction is that yeah, fiction? Yeah, yeah 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 like me you know whatever any yeah that's that's the only way i'm able to like get out of it if i can feel I can come to that place of like desire or like feeling compelled you know that's the only way um otherwise yeah it's just like i just feel like i'm just checking it's like a to-do list or something but then it's like it doesn't have any meaning for me anymore 
not to say that there's not merits to like because again on the topic of finishing things like there's merits to you know trying to start things that you um or sorry trying to finish things that you started and stuff like that and i could talk about that forever but the point is that i think like what sets you up like the assist or whatever the assist pass to like ha you know for your slam dunk is like the the that desire that you're talking about and mm -hmm. however however you come to feel that way mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah it's yeah it's, yeah it's creating the desire out of like whatever situation you're in at that point yeah and you know exactly i definitely think that art make it'll create more desire to do what you're doing uh in, in you know for example like dancing like once you start dancing you want to dance more but yeah when you're on the when you're on the the fence of going like do i want to actually dance or not that's the hardest part i think for me because it's like oh i'm yeah. tired i'm exhausted dude like today sucks like my you know whatever <laughs> yeah stupid whatever was going on today so you just got to jump off the fence really and and yeah. so that that little 30 that 30 minute rule is basically me jumping off the fence like let's just go into the space see what happens and then hey it just it just happens after that you know what i mean i don't think i've ever left the uh -huh. you know a session um at af, you know after 30 minutes even though i i've i've completely dedicated myself to like after 30 minutes if you want to leave just bounce you know and yeah. there's no hard feelings at that point you know um yeah but i don't think i've ever left after 30 minutes and there's been times when i was like fuck dancing <laughs> but i still was like let's go let's just do it and so i don't know uh, yeah yeah that makes complete sense yeah i mean i yeah i mean even last night i experienced that mm. and but yeah yeah i never regret it when i finally get to that place it's like man this is like the best gift i could give myself you know yeah and, 30 minutes like that's crazy like because um that night i wanted to just go to sleep mm -hmm. and then you know when i do that i feel even worse the next day i feel like i have less energy mm. i have less uh whatever um enthusiasm yeah. but it's just nuts yeah how like once we get over that little hump then um that 30 minutes for me at least it's like a reboot it's like a reinvigoration it's mm -hmm. yeah, it just helps with everything yeah, um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know the psychology of it but there's got to be something in in like being basically mentally drained from whatever you're doing in your case like you know being in med school uh <laughs> like but entering a creative world in your brain it it does like rejuvenate you in a weird way oh yeah oh my gosh it's, it's the like, best thing man it's like there's this um, producer from Los Angeles named Teebs, and I remember he had this interview where he was like, uh, he was saying that like, yeah, music is the only place that makes sense to him. He was like, it only, it's the only place that makes sense to me. It's a place that where I can go. Yeah, something like that. It's the only place I can go where everything makes sense to me. Mm. And that way too, it's like, I mean, the, the, the things that are made and stuff, like they are, um, you know, there are places that I hope can take people somewhere wherever that is but for me also they were like literally places i constructed for myself to escape to and to exist in because man sometimes just you know man this uh the day is too heavy it's too much to bear sometimes and so to have a place that you created for yourself your own like hyperbolic time chamber or whatever mm. like yo it's the best and um yeah it's i mean it's art is a deeply human thing i think um and 
yeah. we do a lot of non deeply human things. I think in our life, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like you know, yeah. working in an office or whatever. Like it's just not. It's not really something that we've evolved to like be uh, doing all the time. You know what I mean? Being a part of that because it's just like. Only yeah. in the last, I don't know, what is it, 100 years, maybe even only like 50 or 60 years has the human race really been putting themselves in that kind of space. I mean, like we were basically yeah. what hunters and gatherers like what, I don't know, 300, 400 years ago or something like uh -huh. not a lot of time to evolve out of that world. And so but I think art has been with us since like basically when humans became humans or whatever you yeah. know what I mean? so uh i think that that's why it's such a therapeutic thing for everybody to like to like kind of go back into the roots of them as a human and express yeah. themselves to 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 cope with like all the extra shit that we've added on to to our lives in the you know in the past hundred years or whatever so yeah man yeah you're you're speaking on something so just man so intrinsic to being human it's a fundamental part of us and that's why i trip out like you know sometimes like you know at least for me in like some academic spaces you know it's like let's say you're working with 10 colleagues and they have never met each other and you have like a morning meeting and everyone's like okay you know introduce yourself where are you from where'd you go to school and what are your hobbies you know and then like people will say what they're gonna say but like i don't know sometimes i'm like damn like this person didn't mention anything creative and i like mm. i and there's nothing wrong with that i mean i think everything can be there's some creativity some component of creativity in a lot of things but yeah i just think it's just something that's like so yeah like you said so human and like something that we should it should be like mandatory like in every in like every school curriculum or every like job i don't know like description or something that you should have like time allocated every day to do to journal or to whatever you know to make your Make your like latte art or whatever yeah yeah because it's like it should be it should be embedded in society the same way that other things are it, you know it really have legal, i mean i think know, it, it inherently is embedded into everything but uh us as like adults and uh you know just the like business world and uh i don't know if it, this is maybe it's probably wrapped up in a little bit in like capitalism too is is yeah. that we try to suck it out a little bit, right? Um, I mean, I guess if you're looking at capitalism straight for what it is, it's 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 tr it's trying to you're you're trying to get more money for the 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 effort that you're putting yeah. in, right? That's kind of the uh, yeah. the main goal of it, right? Um, yeah. And so it's deeply embedded to be efficient, and I think what happens with that is you try to make a process for something to to be more efficient. But by doing that, you're also kind of taking out a little bit of the creativity that went into getting a, a certain mm. task done, right? Because everybody's going to yeah. probably approach the task a little bit different. And that's maybe how they're, they're, they're in, inserting their own creativity into it. But when you're saying, no, don't do that. Here's the exact process you should do because this yeah. is the most efficient thing that we've figured out in the like, you know, 50 mm. years that we've been running our business. So do that. And so in the efforts of making more profit, you're kind of sucking out a little bit of the creativity. And and, not, oh, and that's wow, yeah. not to say that I think capitalism is necessarily like a bad thing. I think it, it also helps, you know, kind of motivate a lot of uh, new, new innovations, too. But I do think that when we inherently are always like focused on that kind of uh, like profits, you do stray away from a little bit of creativity because of essentially like 
creativity yeah. is a little bit of play, right? And a little bit mm -hmm. of play takes a little bit of extra time, right? And so a little bit yeah. of extra time means a little bit of less efficiency for the bottom line, right? And so yeah, that's yeah. I think like in in that consideration of like what's in the best interest of the GDP, like things can fall to the wayside, right? So like yeah, yeah like you said what you said about the considerations about creativity or doing something for the sake of um, personal enrichment. I don't, I imagine that's not built so much into the algorithm or whatever that that thing is that they figured out was the most like effective way to make money or capital. And also just stuff like other things too that can fall to the wayside are like, like human rights or like, mm -hmm. or these are these considerations that are, are also fundamentally human, but like, yeah. All too often like we kind of turn a blind eye to them like yeah but that's yeah. a whole nother conversation but yeah but creativity is a huge part of that too that i think is yeah. a lot of the time because really like if you think about it i mean i mean one could argue that like there's not really a there's not really an end point to that right you keep finding ways to generate more and more and more and then like and then what you know like what's what about the people that are have been building that for so long like How's their spirit, you know, like, are they able to be creative? Are they able to, um, yeah, have fundamental rights? Are they able to, you know, live, live, uh, live a healthy life. And also, I guess still, while still being able to help like generate that capital or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I think probably what the, the way to maybe fix that and may, maybe this is getting too political, but is, <laughs> is to like really is to put like the you know the human part about it over the profit part of it it's okay to uh, yeah. make profit i'm not against that at all but definitely when yeah. it's when that's stepping on um you know you know creativity human rights stuff like that it that's it's not that's not a good position to to to, to be in uh as like a you know as the, for the human race right uh, it's, it's yeah a, i don't know I mean, as I mean, as dancers, as as um, you know, creative people, as you know, podcasters. Uh, I mean, like, I think it's like inherently political, and it's inherently also, yeah, like it's a platform that gives us this uh, opportunity to to you know address or speak on things that we're also passionate about too. So it's like I think they're also things that we can't really separate you know it's like that creativity is part feeds into that too and and so like with the music stuff too it's like i didn't want to obviously be preachy and stuff but i also wanted to paint like a real picture of like because like my mental condition is also it's just a mirror you know like and uh, for many of us like our art is just a mirror of ourselves and like how the world is like affecting us um in that moment and um i'd be too explicit with what i uh like made and created but it also is like openly trying to start a conversation about you know whether that's mental health or like the socio-political context in the united states or you know the isolation that you know i feel and have felt as a result of you know school or obviously you know everyone needing to be indoors for you know people's safety and stuff um you know like i don't know i i guess i'm just trying to say in a convoluted way that like we have a responsibility as artists to to create spaces for people to like think about these things and talk about them and mm -hmm. and mo you know maybe even mo motivate energize and create enthusiasm around um doing something in their own way mm -hmm. um so, yeah to make this world a little better so
Yeah, no. And I, I was going to say, yeah, the, really the only the only way to make the world better is to like make a conversation about the things you want, the the changes you want to see. Yeah. And and all too often, I think things get like super political or whatever, and and like people just. Uh, you know, go into like a m emotional state and want to like, I don't know, get not want to have that conversation. And, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's partially why I created a podcast, because it was like that. I mean, I'm just a dumbass out here, like and oh, come on, man, <laughs> I, I feel no. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I you're not a dumbass. I feel like any kind of brilliance I have is a culmination of all the brilliance all the brilliant people that have had conversations with me right i think i'm just like a dumbass yeah, that like terrible. was able to like soak in a little bit of, of brilliance from everybody and so um you know it, before i was doing a podcast i was still like having conversations like this all the freaking time with people like you know after practices or whatever the hell i'd be yeah. you know doing that and i would be like man i learned so much stuff from just this person you know and it, it, they might have just been some regular ass person i remember i think i talked to like this homeless dude and he like put me on game about so much stuff and um yeah but anyways like so it's like I, being able to like Pull, pull stuff out from like a conversation I think was super helpful for me and I think that it's it would be very helpful for other people too and that's kind of why I decided to make a podcast because it's just like a conversation yeah. needs to be had to like really grow at least for me and so yeah I mean you I mean dude we've been talking about this for so long I feel like for so long you had been talking about you know oh man Trey like work on the YouTube stuff again, or like, you know, I want to do this podcast and everything, but it's like you, you know, like, I, I know you're, I, I get what you're saying. I would also just say that, you know, you had to think about what is this podcast really about? How, how are you, you know, how are you facilitating these conversations? How are you even right? Like, how are you even like, uh, prepping, uh, someone that you want to talk about for their interview or, or whatever on the podcast, right? Sending them the questions or, you know, in the design, there's, there's so much, right? Like, again, it's like a sort of assist too, right? Like, um, to the, to the interviewee, it's like, you're helping, you're setting all this background stuff and orchestrating all this stuff so that there can be like a good conversation that happens in the first place. Right. You have to be like the architect of all that stuff. So like, you definitely got to give yourself some credit, man. Cause you can't like a platform, right? There's no platform if there's nothing to stand on, but yeah. you're creating that. So, um, I would just say that in like, um, yeah anyway yeah i mean dude i'm 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 trying like, you know what i mean uh yeah it's, it's like uh i i mean most of the time when i'm like figuring out who to get on here and i'm like figuring out topics and stuff dude it's for reals just like i'm remembering conversations i had with that person before and like all the strokes of brilliance that has come from those conversations to like dig deeper into them on the podcast and that's kind of like what where all that comes from i mean basically that's what i sent you i mean me and you have yeah. talked about tons of stuff like that before all these questions that i've yeah. sent you so um yeah i mean yeah. again like maybe there's some brilliance in me maybe i don't know but i definitely think there's a lot more brilliance in the people that i talk to and you know 
there's a function. I think that there's a function of <laughs> my own intelligence that is highly, uh, you know, probably like 95% of it is from all the like smart people around me, I think, you know, uh, you, you had to be open to it. You had to be open to that. Um, yeah. information. Yeah. Also. I, that, that may, maybe that, maybe that's the moral of the story is open openness. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, dude, um, this has been a dope podcast. I'd like really like talking to you. Um, but we're like kind of hitting an hour and so good. minutes. I really like your shirt. We didn't get to talk about Earthbound, but Earthbound. Oh, do you want to talk about Earthbound? We can go over if you want to. I mean, I don't know if you feel like there's time, but I don't want to push this podcast to the limits. But I just wanted to say that's a great shirt for all the viewers out there. That that's a it's a dope shirt. <laughs> yeah, no. Kind of want to go there and steal it. <laughs> well, <kidding>. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I love this shirt too. No, it's a. Man, Earthbound has such like a, uh, for people who don't know, Earthbound is like a video game from the uh, Super Nintendo era. Um, and it was like, I guess what, JRPG kind of game. Um, but it was so different from everything else that was put out at that time. And I, it's colorful. You know, I, it has a really interesting storyline. And... You know, obviously other games have done that too, but like one of the coolest things that I that I felt in that game was like it took me on a journey um, that lasted beyond what (laughs) it lasted beyond um, it lasted beyond what the like scope of the game is. Right. It was because I don't know how to explain this without like ruining the game, but like you go you're 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 basically going typical kind of like rpg fashion going to like different areas fighting bosses and like leveling up and stuff and uh you know so it kind of tricks you in a way because you're like oh this is just a regular game and then when you get to the final boss it's like a slap in the face because it's like the all everything that happened in the game is just uh it turns it's it, it, like it's turned upside down and there's like this freaking demonic like thing that's attacking you and it was like nothing like anything else in the game and i just res- distinctively remember i was probably like 12 or 13 playing the game where i was like oh shit i'm in over my head like what the fuck did i get myself into and it was like a deeply um it was like a moment in my life where i was like oh my god dude i'm like really going up against um like, like I, I had a feeling where it was like, oh man, like, the like, I wasn't ready emotionally for what the fuck just happened in the game. You know what I mean? And you probably know what I'm saying. It's like you're going. Everything was like colorful and happy and cute and stuff in the game, and then you're facing this boss that's just like, I'm gonna eat your soul and fucking, you know what? Yeah. And anyway, so like that that game just really changed me because it felt like it was a uh it was like an experience for like it, it was a it was like a metaphor for like growing up in a way right <laughs> right because you're 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 a kid you're going through your life you're you're doing what you're told you're going you're 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 fighting the bosses you know whatever you're going to recess and you know freaking uh you know going on with your life and shit just like any other game would have you do right and then you are faced with like 
some actual fucking shit that is changing you from a kid to a man, right? A kid to an yeah. adult, right? And that's how that felt to me when I was playing that game, right? When you get to the that's end of crazy. it. And so, like, it, it always had this deep impact in, on, on my life. And so, and then anyways, like, so later on, I read about what the, the author of the game was trying to do. And he said that he based the whole ending on basically like a traumatic experience he had as a kid and um going into like the wrong movie theater or something and seeing some wild shit or something in a movie and it just like it was like a, a distinct moment when he realized he's no longer a kid anymore he's like becoming an adult wow. and so i don't know anyway so like th that convinced me that video games are like true art uh, and it, it's, really it's a are. medium for art and anyways that that's my whole spiel about that game and that's why I've always loved really, it yeah really though I mean the storytelling in that game and in general like that's why I gravitated towards RPGs when I was growing up because the stories were always good you know first learning about romance mm. first learning about oh it's complex also like complex like or like just or just like just this whole gamut of topics right like uh, extraterrestrials and like time travel mm -hmm. like all this stuff that just ignites the imagination and it's just like you know and that's 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 fun for for a kid too it was fun as a kid too just thinking outside of like your environment and but yeah but i love that i love that um that metaphor for you know transitioning from like childhood to adulthood mm -hmm. and i love that you got that from that and then and then also that it just turned out that you know, when you looked into it that there was actually some some of that in a way you know based on the um the experience of the creator that's pretty dope man yeah. i didn't know that so yeah no i mean drop some you just dropped like a ton of knowledge like <laughs> no yeah no I, i've always I had a very you. personal um uh relationship to that um, game for sure because it just like it for real is like like it <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it for reals had like a, 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 a an impact in my life um i love it, I love it. It's, and you know which is what art does and so it, it, it was a, a, a definitely a defining change of perspective i think in my life and so wow anyways i love, I love that and i love that i love that uh you had some time and space to talk about that on this podcast because I think probably I imagine most of the time you're probably more concerned with helping the guests say what they want to say but um, obviously we both love that game so hopefully that was fun for you and <laughs> I hearing I enjoyed hearing it a lot because I'm a, you know I was nerding out like what but yeah. yeah that was fun that's some super nerd shit well anyway so yeah. before we go too much longer um this I, this was a great conversation, dude. I'm really glad that you could get on, and uh, I, uh, hopefully, once COVID is over, we can like do something in person. Because obviously, I really want to do these kinds of things in person. Um, video calls are not my my favorite thing. Um, but, anyways, uh, while we close this out, what are your um, how can people get in contact with you? I know you got your Spotify or your uh, you're on Spotify, you're on SoundCloud yeah yeah all that stuff um instagram art is in yeah, the eyes can, right yeah you can send me a telegram you can um page me you know what i'm saying you can knock on my door and i actually don't do that that's you, you know, don't come not, to his house 
Um, nah, yeah, I don't know. I got some links. Like, I'll just give it to you, and you can like post it on the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, check if you want my number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could slide in the DMs if you want. You could slide in. You know, we could talk about Earthbound if you're interested. Yeah, talk um, about. So don't. Well, check out the album Aquastate. Hopefully, I said that right. It's got some major hits, uh, some dope music, and um, yo, thanks for listening, you guys. Shit, my cameras are dead. So, I got you like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Well, screen recording will suffice. Yep. All right. Peace, you guys.